Oh, hey. Hey, babe. How are you? At this weekend of TG, I'm feeling very lonely and bored. Come sub and chat with me on my OnlyFans. Yep, someone's getting I'll banned. Send a new, free nude pick. DM me your Twitch name. Midwest Andy. Oh. God, that's just great. That sounds, that sounds scary. That's great. And who and who's Trout TV? Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Happy Halloween, my dear nightmares and zombies, and welcome to episode 207, part two, your mind-twisting news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your cemetery reapers for this evening. I am the mere mad phantasm, Matt, and that's Dance of the Dead Danny. What's up? And there is Thraben, Thraben Gargoyle, <laughs> Garrett. And finally, let me introduce you. He's dead. He's gone. He's not here. Just Anthony. He's a ghost. He's a spirit. He got axed. He's not even here to be finally. a spirit. So hold your rune bears close and lock your doors because you're now experiencing the horror cast. (laughs) You know, he's been waiting so long to do this. He actually did the show notes. I know. That's what I'm getting at. Oh boy. This is going to be an interesting (laughs) one. There you go. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I thought you were going to continue the bit the whole time. We can if we want. <laughs> All right, we'd like to <laughs> as as he has no voice afterwards. <laughs> so we're gonna make the the, the thank you super quick here because because uh, Matt fucked up last week. Yeah, so we got a lot of news to cover. Done fucked we'll, we'll, up. We'll get buddy. to the fucked up parts of those that we're probably questioning about that. So thank you if you're taking the uh, taking time out of your day to listen to us. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, go interact with us on all the doobly doos mm-hmm. and stuff that way. Also, big thank you to the Patreons of this podcast. So we're going to shout out Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Kind Mara. Go check them out. They just uh, remodeled and stuff the other month and looks pretty mm-hmm. good, at least from pictures. It is. They had a, they had a Halloween party this what, last weekend, I think. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, I saw pictures. They had a Halloween party. There was an Among Us guy that was giving out prizes or something. But they do fun things like that there. Probably her daughter, her son. Someone, someone who works or, or related to her. If you're near the Thief Riverfall area, go check out Chimera Gaming. KCB, Taylor M, Ricky R, Chris O, Coco, obligatory. Check out the Aquarium Guys podcasts. Podcast. 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 It's one, Matt, not two. Chapman, Ranger Dan, and Crazy Mage. So, yeah, uh, like I said, do all the things on the doobly-doos that all the other internet people tell you to do to follow and stuff. Uh Tell us to your friends and all that stuff. Now, we'd be remiss if we didn't mention Jacob's... Yes, we need one more to get to 20. One more! For what? To get to 20. To get to 20. And then we can finally do a -a win-a-box tournament. Ooh! That we need to get a hold of JB and have him send money for. Yeah. I feel like, hey, man, remember that win-a-box that we promised? We've got documented proof that you said you would do it. Verbal proof. Let's do it. It's um, there forever. 
we'd be remiss if we didn't mention our amazing sponsor, uh, LGS sponsor, J-Dubs, uh, Sports Cards and Gaming. So let's hear an ad from them now. J-Dubs Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, we're going to go to the breakdown of this week's episode quickly. Starting off, uh, when we get to it, I'm going to tell you how I fucked up last week. Yeah, Matt. And then we'll jump right into the yeah, boggle desk. <laughs> we're going to jump into the boggle desk where mm-hmm. we have a salt and sugar report. Going to talk about the SCG Con 10K from there. Talk about a couple upcoming uh, events that are kind of big and important. Then we'll jump into last week's news today. I feel like that's the name of a, a late night show. What's the John Oliver last week tonight? Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to cover some crossover, uh, new a new cookbook, some new beer, uh, the Pro Tour season. We're going to talk about some Ixalan stuff. The Lord we of already the have. We have. Lord of the Rings. Uh, Card Sphere was purchased. We now no know way. by who. Uh, the Hasbro earnings. Uh, mm, now, this, this bit of news we're probably going to bite into a little more here because this is from this week. And then we're going to talk about last week's news of the Marvel crossover. Mm-hmm. We missed. Uh, so so unfortunate. I loved uh, Rob's takes. Like between Rob's Danny last week, that one was just so good. The, between the two of them just talking about. And that's just lost to the ether now. Yeah. Good job, man. I know. I fucked up. From there, comedic gold. We're going to go play the Conjured Currency game. And then it loses every single time. Am I playing it tonight? Yeah. But 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 Garrett's back. Did you read it? Yeah. Fuck. Okay. I always read it. Son of a bitch. Okay, fine. Then I play the Contra Currency game. And then after that, we're done with this week's episode. And you can go have a happy Halloween trick-or-treating and all that stuff. Be scared. Did you guys watch the Five Nights at Freddy's movie? No, no. not yet, but I know you did because it has Matthew Lillard in it. I did. It was fabulous. And my son, my older son, he loves Five Nights at Freddy's. We uh, we do a lot of like lore updates and stuff with that, yeah. and he plays the game. And You read uh, the books and everything, too? Yeah, we've, we got some of the books. Uh, not all the books, but we got some of them. And like understanding which ones are canonical and which ones are not... I think there's like a, a thing there but then uh, my son also has like the activity books that have like the hidden stuff in there as well oh, so nice. needless, needless to say the five nights of freddy's movie i recommend it i think it's great it was entertaining it was good Here, here's my question for you because i i know what five nights at freddy's is i've never played the game though i've never dove too much more into the lore other than like what matt pat does on game theory ah yes um but that's just a theory a game theory Shut up. Man. Would someone who has not played the games or knows anything about the lore enjoy the movie? 100%. My wife watched it with us. Uh, she had the added benefit, though. She'd be like, hold on a second, because Casper, uh, Casper and I, we would react 
to certain parts and she'd be like, well, why are you reacting to that? And then we'd go into there. So like bits of bits of like Easter eggs from the story, yep. like a person who knows about Five Nights at Freddy's, they're going to enjoy that and stuff. But a person who doesn't know anything about it, still going to enjoy it. My wife at the end, she said, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a good movie. I'd watch it again or if they would make another one. And hopefully they would. Fun fact, this weekend they pulled in 7.5 bill at the or mill at the box office nationally like in the states and then I think like they broke 100 mil internationally. Oh, that's right. And then Matt Pat was in the movie too. Yeah, okay. So I yeah, that he has a cameo in there. Yep. And it was hilarious. So I uh, I won't go into the detail what the cameo is. Uh hey look behind you. Did you oh, Hold on. Hey look behind you. Let let us know. Did you watch the movie or did you just see that he was in it? So <clears throat> when the cameo came up, uh we were watching and uh we we got like a bunch of snacks and popcorn and stuff and we watched it here at the house. Yep. And uh as soon as that came on, both <laughs> both Casper and I straight up did the uh Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in the chair with the popcorn with the beer and it's like nice. <laughs> We're like that's my pet. That's my pet. Okay, fine. We're we're back on. We're done. Okay. So, how I fucked up last week is we'll just condense it here really quick since we took a lot of time for the FNAF. I did not have the right inputs set for recording. And so the audio was shit. And then on top of that, I managed to not stream it to YouTube to have the backup audio from there as well. So it was a double whammy of me fucking myself Holy and the shit, podcast. Dude. This is a whole new level of you fucking up. Yeah, I know. And, and, and of course, with poor, poor Papa Robs comes on. And oh, that was such a great episode. It was a good time. We talked shits, uh, talked all the collabs and uh crossovers and stuff it was fabulous and unfortunately I, I can't even i can't even be like oh you know like even the patreons get like the shitty like the audio is like <laughs> patreons ain't getting shit way to fuck up AA i Ron. fucked up so that's what that's what happened with that and so yeah now now we're uh doing two weeks in one week which you know we've done before but All right. you know a little more disappointing because then of let's that. stay on topic a little bit more i didn't write this first one who done it What's oh. the first one? Oh, Brash So to those of you who are aware of what Brash Taunter is, it's a magic card, uh, four and a red for a 1-1 one, one indestructible goblin that whenever damage is dealt to Brash Taunter, it gets to deal that much damage to target opponent. And then it has an activated ability of two red tap, Brash Taunter fights a creature. I was playing my mono red, mono blue deck this last Saturday with uh, Barra, Anthony, and uh, Chriso from New York. <laughs> I was dealing a lot of damage. Hi, Chris. Chris in the chat here. I was dealing a lot of damage with that Brash Taunter to the point of where, you know, when, when there's like 5-5 five, five and 8-8 eight, eight creatures on the board, you just have a Brash Taunter out that's just kind of like deterring attacks there because like he gets smacked. He's dealing that damage back to anybody. It's not like whoever dealt, whoever the source's controller. Uh, it's... Uh, any any target pl- opponent it doesn't go to creatures but opponent so easily i i don't think we did the math but i think brash taunter dealt at like 40 plus damage that whole game Jesus. divided out and it was fabulous so brash taunter is a great card and uh highly any, recommend highly recommend any fans of the commander cookout boys uh, commander cookout podcast uh, Brando, big fan of Brash Taunter as well. He he has a whole shtick of like the most handsomest, most suavest Brash Taunter. And that's where the Brash Taunter comes from. That whole, yeah. that whole shtick. But Brash Taunter is great. If you just want a, uh, an annoying creature that 
is hard to kill. Oh, what makes it even better? It's basically stuffy doll. That one, yeah. One turn before I cast the Brash Taunter, um, (laughs) one turn before I cast cast the Brash Taunter, a Path to Exile gets used on another creature. Oh, dear Lord. And so uh, game gets down to uh, Chris, Chris dies, then... So does Anthony, and then it's just Barra and I. Barra goes to then uh, Swords to Plowshare. One or the other happened first. Uh, it, was, it was definitely Path to Exile first because I got the land. Then Barra tried to uh, Swords to Plowshare, my brash taunter, but I had a bolt bend in hand. <laughs> You're a dick. My brash taunter kept me around for another turn. And one of the best parts of that game is like midway through, uh, Barra has a Johnny Goldmane, the one that cat bombs for mm-hmm. its alt. Yep. That's Goldmane, right? No, it's no. Uh, 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 Steadfast. Stead- yeah. Okay, Steadfast. He had Steadfast, that cat bombs for your life total, and had 42 fucking 2-2 cats. We had nothing to do. Oh, that's Collar of Pride. Oh, Collar of Pride. Yeah, Collar of Pride. Yeah. And he cat bombed. 42 2-2 cat creature tokens. Comes around my turn. I top deck... Uh, Fiery Confluence, which is the modal card of choose one three times, deal one damage to each creature, deal two damage to each opponent, or destroy an artifact. So I chose <laughs> deal three damage to each each creature, just in case there is a single pump there, and wiped out all 42 two twos there. So that was lovely. What oh, a I, guy. I do got to mention, from two weeks ago, Barrow was talking about this on Saturday. He was a little sad about the episode as well, not coming out. He wanted to, uh, he wanted to bring uh, bring up the fact on the two weeks before when he was playing his uh, Rowan Rakdos deck from Eldraine. He comboed the fuck out. Were you in here in that one for that game? It was you, Chris, I think it was both Chris's and I and Barra. Okay. So I don't think you were there. And so, yeah, the... Um, Rowan, the Rowan from El- Wilds of Eldraine was intense of just reducing the cost of his spells and he uh, not Com- Comet Storm? The multi-kicker one from Zendikar? World Wake? It's like red X and then it has multi-kicker X and just yep. multi-kicker one. Multi-kicker one. So, yeah. Boom. Fucking killed us all that way, which was fabulous. And I think, if I recall right, he said that was his first time bringing the deck out. So, fuck yeah, that was the uh, that was the the version of the salt report here. The brass taunter was added by Anthony, I'm guessing, probably because I did not add it. Okay, well, uh, the uh, the sugar salt that I got for myself is got to play some two headed giant sealed, which was awesome. Uh, played the Halloween event over at J Dubs on Friday. Uh, got to hang out with my buddy Ben. Um, just because I haven't gotten to hang out and play Magic with him in a while, I didn't even text Anthony. I was like, Ben, you me, let's go. <laughs> and so he'll probably hear this now and then go, damn you, damn you, Garrett. Why didn't you ask me? But the other part is I know he's been working late lately. Anyway, uh, we had a lot of fun. Um, the running joke was we don't know how to play this fucking game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I un- inadvertently showed that with our first <laughs> round. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I had 42 cards in my deck, which, you know, was okay. Yep, yep, yep. I only had 15 lands. <laughs> <laughs> because my thought process at the time, and I was very tired, and my brain was mush from the whole week of work. Oh, man, all my shit's low mana cost. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. And then Ben looked over at me. How many lands are you playing in that chip? Because I got stuck on two for the longest oh, time. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was able to still play things. But then all of a sudden, 
I got 15 in here. How many cards you got in that deck? 42. <laughs> so you added two cards and took out two lines? What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> Math does not compute. We got to round two, and he was like, you fucking changed. Take any two cards out and put two lands in. <laughs> I was like, done. Already done. I love it. Uh, so we got oh, wow. that. But then just to further expand on the last time I was here, and um, for anyone who follows uh, 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 Magic Paper Players, or I'm fucking that up somehow. Magic Paper Players? Magic Pros? No, it's Pro a circuit? It's a podcast. Oh. oh, Paper Player Podcast. There we go. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, they made a post <laughs> about how the fact of Rakdos Scam is still a deck. Yeah. yeah. I saw a meme on Facebook. Yep. Like, oh, top top 10, yep. all Rakdos Scam. Yep. Um, I think it was I think it, uh, honestly, I think it was six. I think it was six yeah. in the top eight. So this, I, I pulled up a modern event, and I pulled up a bigger event, so there's more, mm-hmm. more pool. Um, well, looking at the top eight for this one, half of them are Rakdos scam decks, and they are all virtually the same. Yeah, um, it, it, plus or minus like different lands yep. for some reason, like Bloodstained Myers or Marsh Flats. But you got you got the Orcish Bowmasters, the Void Walkers, yep. the Griefs, the Furies. So that's that's really all I wanted to bring up with the. With the looking at the event is, you know, if you want to play scam and you've been thinking about it, quick grab some of your stuff, go play scam, and then sell off the more expensive shit. I think the big thing with uh, scam right now too, it's like the, these results are definitely showing people's grievances with the right. BNR announcement from the other week, where there's like no, nothing even mentioned. I know Watsi said that these like three to four weeks, which I think this one was actually like five weeks after yep. the fucking set came out. But anyways, like these ban announcement touching, t- talking about, they're just supposed to talk. They said that it's only going to be for like really egregious things or we're actually going to ban things on these ones. He, but nothing was even said. It's like, can we not acknowledge grief? Like what, what are, what's the win percentage? Yeah. I know like the overall win percentage on like meta.io. No, they, they just want to talk about the play boosters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They just but, want to bring your attention to the play booster. We but don't hey, have a BNR. Hey, we have a play hey, booster. Hey, we don't have anything. Hey, look at this new pack we're bringing out. <laughs> Dude, they're doing the. You guys can't be mad at us now because we're getting rid of another pack. Watsy, didn't work. It didn't work. We're still a little pissed. I'm a scam player and I'm even pissed. <laughs> I, th- I think oh, like it's it's less than sixty percent win con or win win percentage, so they're fine. But it's sitting at like fifty eight. I know fifty seven. I know. Plus. So it's, it's and the meta on the we, door. We looked at it the, after that, or the day of the BNR, and it was like yep. fifty four or fifty two at that time. Yeah, some yep. like mid fifties. We're not sure with that website if it was counting mirror matches as well. For that. oh yeah, I think that's a big. Well, thing. that counts all of it. Yeah, so it's like it, it counts winning against itself. But it, but then that also but. Yeah, I don't know how yeah. that works there yeah. necessarily. But I also know the meta share is a big thing. This Rasto scam is around, tw- it's getting to 25%. It's becoming which, a quarter. Which is, and, and, it's high. The big thing that uh, Paper Magic players brought up in their post this morning was this is worse than. Um, don't say Hogak. Hogak. They said it's worse than Hogak. Yeah. For like percentage? Yeah. I don't believe that. You'll have to find the post while I'm reading the next stuff. Keep talking. All right, so we got some upcoming events. We got three events for you. Two of them are bigger ones. So the next MagicCon dates have been announced. Magic players will be heading to the Windy City of Chicago during the weekend of February 23rd through the 25th. Reminder, 
Have a lot of fun. Go to these. Check them out. Make sure to save plenty of time if you have not been to one of these to just explore and play games. Find random people. Play with them. Have fun. But that is all that's been announced for That Magic on More. Information will be getting released here in November according to the website. So stay tuned to the website or This Week in MTG. But mainly you should listen to us at This Week in MTG because we'll get you back with all this information. Now upcoming... We have Eternal Weekend coming. So the weekend will be all high-octane powerhouse of cell eternal formats of Legacy and Vintage. They are going to be three weekends in three different regions. The first one is November 17th through the 19th in Prague, Czech Republic, hosted by JK Entertainment, and that's not a joke. (laughs) Then the following weekend of November 25th through the 26th, head on over to Japan. That's hosted by Big Magic. And then two weekends later, in America, December 8th through the 10th, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, hosted by Card Titan. There, we are going to link everything below for the event, so that way if you're interested and able to attend, you know how to get tickets or find other details. We will cover these events as they creep cl- closer. But now since we've got news to go over and we've got one more event to mention, and we've got a lot of dates and locations to talk about, but first... If you are in the Fargo-Moorhead area, or make sure to check any of your LGSs in your area, we've got Lord of the Rings Holiday Booster Draft coming up, uh, specifically here at J-Dubs in Fargo. Uh, we've got that coming up this Friday starting at 6.30. Entry is $35. So join there. They've got special promos. They've got great prizes coming. And let's see if I can get any more information for you here real quick off the Facebook event. Uh Everyone who comes will get a cool Lord of the Rings, Tales of Middle-Earth, Rampant Growth. What did you find out there, bud? Okay, so according to mtgmeta.io, Hogak, at, its, uh, before, uh, at the end of its life in August of 2019, had a meta share of 22.5%. Okay. So according to the Mythic... Uh, an article from the Mythic Championships 4, Hogak had a 71.4% conversion rate. Oh, for the for the day two of the, the Pro Tour events there. Yeah, yeah. That conversion rate's good. Hey, yeah, this is this is the overall meta here as well yeah, that, it was, that this it was is going at, from. It was at 21.4% for like deck or meta deck metagame percentages. But yeah, then it's like conversion rate day two at 71.4. Yeah. So if, if scan And that's getting... at a Mythic Championship. Yeah, and here we are with uh, scam around the twenty percent as well. Meta share, yeah. like it just yeah. it just hurts it was, that nothing like was mentioned. It was twenty nine point eight percent of players were on Holgak. Jesus, yeah, Holgak baby. And, Mind uh, you, there's only seventy two players, but it was still the fact that yeah, no, that's the problem. It's Holgak Junior. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't hit as hard like Hogak was able to get like turn two wins like scam just grinds it out a little further so doesn't make it fun but hey we're done with that now it's time to go to the news I gotta change these colors to account for Anthony I was really thought he was gonna be here poor bastard way to fuck it up Anthony yeah I know
So we'll start with uh, with you there, Danny. Start us off. Start us off. So what are you starting with? Number one. At the top. Of the news. The news. I don't want to read this one. Okay, I read it last week. <laughs> um, Since Matt fucked up last week's episode, uh, the news quickies are going to be the news from last week's episode, but we'll be doing them in a typical quickie fashion. Giggity. That's not giggity. That's good job, Matt. Uh, so with all that being said, and to start off to start off the quickies, there's now an official Magic the Gathering cookbook, Cuisines of the Multiverse, by Victoria Rosen, um, Rosen Rosenel and Jenna Heliad or Heland, Heland, Heland. Uh, there are over seventy Magic themed meals, snacks, and beverages recipes, uh, and beverage recipes. I don't know why it says beverages. Um, that you can create in this 232-page book. All these recipes come from the cl- uh, come with a clever name such as Grulish, Avison's birthday cake, and Niv Fizzit, along with the short story complimenting uh, or complimenting the recipe. Uh, the cookbook is on pre-order for $39.99, where most cookbooks can be found and should be delivered starting November 28th. God, I hate words. Now, after you make some Oko's Elk from the Cuisines Across the Multiverse cookbook, you can pair it with a nice pint of Voodoo Ranger Vastwood Sear IPA. Yes, yes, we know what you're saying right now. No, we don't. There's actually plenty of beers out there that have Magic the Gathering sounding names. God, man. And you would be correct. Is but, there, though? But what makes this one special is that Wizards of the Coast officially partnered with Voodoo Ranger. Finally. So this has the Magic the Gathering logo on the can. Fancy stuff, we know. <laughs> For those beer connoisseurs who are wanting to know what the beer tastes like, we don't know because we haven't had it yet. It's also IPA. It Yum. is. It is Gross. an IPA. I mean, suppose that I mean, IPAs are good. No. It just depends on them. Like no. When you start getting into like the triple, quadruple IPA, no. that's when it just oh, it gets a lot. Gets even, a lot. The, even the double IPAs are a bit much sometimes. Sometimes. I'll pass. We're going to give you a quick description of what the website says. Quote, Voodoo Ranger partner with Magic the Gathering to brew a modern citrus-forward IPA with spices, herbal notes, and a crisp, dry finish. Clocking in at 7-7. Seven, seven. Seven. It should be a 7-7, seven, seven, just for power and toughness. Uh, oh, they missed out. Yeah, you wrecked it last week, too. Oh, did I wreck it last Yeah, week? Oh. I wrote 7-7. Seven, seven, oh, 7%. It's like, no. I missed that. No. Well, good thing we God. don't have that. We don't have that on record. We can't pull. Well, it we already have it on record. This just IPA, up. this we IPA, have it on record twice. This IPA was inspired by each of the five land types in Magic, boasting five hops, five grains, and five spices that come together to transport your taste buds to an elven forest alongside Nissa, the Vastwood Seer. Aside from missing out on saying planeswalking your taste buds to the Zendikar Forest, I have no issues. Uh, it's not a cider. I have an issue. <laughs> These seem to only be sold online from what we're able to find mm-hmm. and will be in a four pack of 16 ounce cans that will cost you $49. Shipping is included. Fucking better be. Yeah, yeah. It's like Check that. the website because they only deliver to certain states. So I need to say this before I get to my quickie. Yes. Matt fucked up. Yes, he did. 
Okay, on to the news for the news around qualifying for the third Pro Tour qualifier or third Pro Tour of 2024. The third round of the RCQ season starts January 6, 2024, and goes until March 24th. The formats that the WPN stores can run for these RCQs are limited or standard, but destination qualifiers, which events run at larger venues like hotel ballrooms or convention centers can run constructed formats because because why because you just put a period there you didn't finish it just because oh okay yeah that, that's it just because there's no real fucking well, reason other than them just well, being a large convention well then just put just because not because well, it's supposed you to be, no, no, you, no, it's supposed you, to be you, you because the, that's how it's supposed right. to, that's how it's supposed to be delivered. I, I well, guess anyway, the, I, anyway. the nuances of that anyway. stuff gets missed because I'm not a good writer, Danny. Anyway. I thought you said you edited this. I did. Anyway, RC cr- promos are going to be done in a secret layer style, and that we know and love at this point. Those are those that play in an RCQ will get a non-foil explorer with art from Bloom. I think it's Blue Moo. Blue Moo? Blue Moo? Blue Moo! Exclamation point. Say what? it loud. Blue Moo! Anyway, top finishers at the RCQ will get a non-foil expressive iteration with art from Dominic Mare. Invitees will get a foil expressive iteration Ooh. of the same artist styling. Those players who get coveted RC invites from these RCQs will be playing in said RCs at corresponding to their region anywhere from May 4th to June 2nd, 2024. These RCs will be standard. Those who finish in the top will get invited to the Pro Tour 3 happening later in 2024 with a foil valicut molten pinnacle with art from Graham uh, Yarrington. So check out the link below for details on the RCQs and the RCs from region to region. Now... Because Matt fucked up yet again, mm-hmm. they did the Morrow Ixalan teaser yep. last week. That Thank we you, did. Danny. Thank yep. you. You're welcome. Good work. 10 Always. out of 10. Da- Danny just no, no. slam dunks that you, shit. Matt, you up. fucked it up. I'm complimenting Danny. He did a 15 out of 10 last week, and you don't even have video or audio proof of how fucking amazing it was. The people watching the live stream at the time realized how amazing he yeah, was. Yeah, well, you know what? Sometimes things need to be not live and they need to be recorded. As my wife would say. We'll remember these forever. Well, now we can't because you fucked up. So we're not going to do that because, you know, cards are already being released and there we go. Yes. What he said. Alright, Matt. You know, if you can manage not to fuck up again. I'll do my best. Alright, cool. Uh, and speaking of releases, the universe is beyond the Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth Special Edition Collector Boosters and Scene Boxes are releasing this Friday, November 3rd. To refresh your memory about these scene boxes, they are, quote, from Watsy themselves. Each of the new Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle-Earth Scene Boxes contains six mechanically unique traditional foil borderless cards with art that combines to showcase the most epic scenes from Lord of the Rings. Each box also contains six art cards, three set boosters, and a paper display easel. End quote. So if uh, any of these products are something that you want, uh, go check out your LGS, see if they have them stocked. 
All right, cards fear the pair or peer to peer online card the pair to pair. The pair to pair. Yep. The pair to pair. The peer to peer online card trading site recently announced that they will be closing up shop. But then they announced that someone was buying Cardsphere, but they we had to wait to get the owners named. Well, here we are to tell you that the new owners of Cardsphere are drumroll, please. EDH Rec has bought Cardsphere and will be starting at the helm November 1st. So this Wednesday, for those of you listening to the live recording, now saying EDH Rec are the owners is a little misleading because actually it's EDH Rec's parent company, Space Cow Media. Right. I know. It's the first time I heard of it. It's a fun fucking name. That bought Cardsphere to add to their surprisingly impressive portfolio of collectible card gaming websites. Those are EDH Rec, EDH Rec Cast, Archideck, uh, Commander's Herald, Commander's Spellbook for their magic sites, but also Fairbeck and Spellvoid. Fabrec. Sure. <laughs> are all for flesh and blood trading Fab- card game. So Fabrec. Yeah, I get it. It's, it's, a, it's a lot of people who can't spell. Yeah. <laughs> on the magic side of business, Space Cow Media there, is really invested into the EDH side of the game. But with this transition around the corner, Cardsphere and Space Cow Media want its users to know that they are, quote, committed to doing everything we can to help migrate any problems that arise in this process. Mitigate. Nope, they're migrating. Migrating like cows? Yep. In the space. <laughs> They're migrating cards from one person to the other. Anyway, yes, mitigate any problems that arise in this process. Sorry, I was reading too fast. Um, They also did mention that hiccups could happen with the transition like they do from one owner taking over to another, but that that both companies are striving to make this as seamless of a transfer as possible. Now, let's hear from you, dear Magic folks. Have you used Cardsphere? What are your experiences with this? Get us on our social medias or join us in the Discord. Plenty of places to chat about that kind of stuff. So, let's move on to the next part of the news. The, the, the next big part here, which is the Hasbro... Who cares? Earth. Me, I care, I care. So, we're going to go off, uh, take the information off of Hipsters of the Coast here. They wrote an article. So, Hasbro does more than just magic believe it or not and uh it shows that anything outside of magic's not doing well yeah because they make 30 different options of the same game so hipsters the coast they broke down all the magic important parts and that's what we're going to kind of cover with and we'll probably just talk shits in between there so we won't talk shit in between daniel just talk shit the whole time yep so hasbro reported today as of what's four days ago the 26th thursday yep uh, the 26th, uh, Magic the Gathering revenue grew 20% in the third quarter of 2023 when compared to the same quarter in 2022. Wizards of the Coast revenue as a whole grew 40% to $423.6 million, which is up from $303.5 million of last year, with an operating profit of $203.4 million, up from $102.2 million last year, while Hasbro overall revenue declined by 10% in the quarter. Lord of the Rings, uh, Tale of Middle-earth, reaches $2 million in sales. Uh, yeah, 
it's uh the the other sets that reached the mark was Modern Horizons as an example. There, there's a little diagram to show like the the bar graph of the per- performances, and uh, the key drivers for Hasbro's Q3 earnings was Wizards Tabletop and digital game licensing. The thing with the digital game licensing is that it was it's uh uh thanks it's thanks to Baldur's Gate three and apparently Monopoly Go. Did, I've seen a lot yeah. of fucking shit pop up because of Monopoly Go, which I've seen that too. I was just gonna ask, like, have you guys seen the ads? Like, I've seen that. You, you just got like Mr. Moneybags, yeah, walking around and stuff. So apparently, have you have you played it then? No. Okay. So Baldur's Gate three and Monopoly Go are the reason for the digital game licensing, uh, bringing in somewhere around ten million dollars over the next. It's expected to bring over ten a hundred million dollars over the next few years. Magic's 2023 revenue is up 11% year over year. Chris Cox, CEO of Hasbro, says uh, the game is on track to have another record year, just in uh, just the latest series of 13 record years over the last 14. Wow. Wow. Wow, indeed. Wow. Uh, it was also addressed on the call that uh, Hasbro's sale of E1 film and TV uh, Chris Cox emphasized that Hasbro would continue to be involved in the film and TV industry through its partnerships. One of the partnerships, he said, was an animated Magic the Gathering series with Netflix. We heard about that in like 2020, and here we are still talking about Living it Living in 2023, almost 2024. Haven't seen shit. Lied. It was first mentioned in 2021. The, uh, the first time that the show has been mentioned since 2021. So it's been two years since the show was even And mentioned. I still stand by my point. So it was originally announced for June 2019. Lies, lies. It was going to be produced by directors of Avengers Endgame, Joe and Anthony Russo. Information about the production was sparse until August of 2021 because the Russo brothers left. So apparently it's still on the slate. No other information has really been given out about that. But so 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 yeah, here we are. Hasbro doing kind of shitty stock-wise. Magic doing fabulous inside there. But uh, another thing that was mentioned with Hasbro was that they're expecting Q4 of uh, for Hasbro to be very poor toy sale wise. Uh, not only Hasbro but Mattel had yeah. had low uh, earnings of Q3, and they're expecting a drier Q4 here leading into the holiday season, which is not going to be good for either of those. You, you got a livestock update right I now? I do. Okay, forty-five dollars at the end of close. Um, Hold on. $45 was about where it was during the start of the pandemic when you first bought in, right? I think it was closer to like 36, but okay. yeah. It's getting down it there. Was, it was down there quite a bit. So unfortunately, I've, I haven't paid enough attention to my stock stuff where I should have probably sold off while I was sitting up in the 60s for a little while if I could have anticipated it going down. Remember when Hasbro got up to like almost 100? Did it? Did it, it, it got it, over 100. Yeah, it was at 102 while. at its max? I mean... In like twenty twenty one or something, because I remember we were talking about that. You were we were because we we had like almost the weekly stock update on how it got, doing. It did get super, yeah. It got it got to like one hundred and twelve at one point. One hundred and twelve. God think. damn. And like, and that was the point too where I was just getting into buying stocks and everything. And the guy who was helping me gave me ideas, and I was like, and I you know when we were talking about this, I even mentioned it too. It's like you know what I got to buy Hasbro. I gotta buy some Hasbro mm-hmm. because they own the card card game I play, and I feel like if I, 
even though it doesn't work this way, if I buy cards, it justifies it because I'm driving up my investment somehow. Yes. And I told insider that, trading. Told that to my wife, and she just rolled her fucking eye. You're, and I think the exact words: "You're ridiculous. Just stop while you're ahead. Just say you bought stock and leave it at that." Okay. Um, and so the guy that was helping me, he's like veteran. Like he helps a lot of teachers with buying stocks and stuff because he wants everyone to be well off when they get to retirement. And then he goes, "Man, you bought that Hasbro stock, right?" I'm like, "Yeah." Good call on that one. How'd you figure that one out? <laughs> like, dude, I play Magic the Gathering. That's the only reason I fucking bought it. Like, if you want to give me a hey, how you do about something, you should have let me try to get involved on the whole GameStop shit when it went up and sold off and all that crap. So, who knows? We, we got Casey saying, you simply haven't bought enough to increase the stock price. Casey, don't encourage me. <laughs> don't don't encourage me. That'll get me in trouble with my wife. So, so I, I got a quick quick thought, quick yeah. question here with this, these kind of reportings and stuff. Wizards of the Coast showing that they are just making hand over fist fucking money. Hasbro fucking sucks and stuff. Are we going to have a resurgence of the 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 Fox release the Wizards with um, it's it's probably going to come during trying, quarter one trying to split them off again. It's probably going to come during quarter one, and the reason Alta I Fox. say Alta yep, Fox, that's the reason I say that quarter one of next year is because if quarter four is as bad as they're anticipating, but Magic continues to profit, somebody's going to see the shit again and go, guys, come on, let them go, let them be their own company. So we. We're not we're not very well versed stock market wise. I'm not. I guess I can't speak for either of you. I'm not well I don't understand the whole point of like businesses inside businesses and like splitting off a business. Like if I think we talked about this before, but if if Hasbro's cash cow is Wizards of the Coast, how would they why would they want to sell that off? I know even with uh, the Alta Fox when they had like seven percent share or whatever, which is still a lot of shares, like in the it's grand a significant scheme, amount, yeah. It is, and they have weight, but they don't have enough weight to like make anything. When you get into like the fifteen percent range, I think is when there's like more weight can be swung around. So they're almost there. So the question is, is like is it, it, Alta Fox just been sitting in in remission right now, just like waiting for a moment like building up more support being like hey hey wizards can be its own thing i think i'm gonna see that i think to this point like to the extent of my knowledge with the stock market stuff and how businesses work with that kind of stuff of like parent companies and all that it's more so the people in charge of the child company so to speak you know parent child go hey we want to go off and do our own thing without you overseeing us what do we have to do I think that's kind of how it works sometimes where they're not necessarily selling off, but they're letting go of rights type of a thing. But okay, I don't, and again, that's my very limited knowledge of how all that works. I did not go to school for business. I went to school to be a freaking teacher. So business teacher, they're, they're close enough. You are the expert here, right? Now. Sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But no, it's it's always one of those interesting things where it's all of a sudden a company is doing very well where maybe they're the child company, but they do so well that they become the parent company type of thing. Oh, how how crazy would that be if fucking Hasbro, or Hasbro was overtaken by Watsy? Right. 
It'd be interesting to say the least. Then we would finally get Power Rangers Secret Lair. Get me triggered. Sorry. Hey, speaking of so many janky ass. Speaking of cool collabs, Danny, let's hear about this uh, Marvel. No, it's uh, speaking of earnings. Welcome to the world of thirty thousand different versions of the same game, uh, where you can get the option to decide on what skin you want on your favorite characters. All while flooding the market and overbearing the customers. This is all brought to you by Hasbro, the home of the milker of all things games. The death of magic is upon us. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. If if Hasbro continues with what they're doing, it's the death of magic because people will stop buying magic cards. Here's the I don't think they ever will. Because Oh, I know let, I, no, let's use this as a perfect example. Okay. I've got three universes beyonds yep. in mind. Okay. Of which not all people will like all three. Mm-hmm. There are the select few that do. Okay. So we've got Warhammer 40K. Yep. We've got Lord of the Rings. Yep. And we've got Doctor Who. Hell, let's add in a fourth one that we don't even know all the decks for yet. Um, Fallout. Okay. Okay. Of those four, I am of 25% fandom. Yep. We have 50. Somewhere between twenty five and fifty. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not the biggest Warhammer fan. Yep. I've never even fucking played the actual game. I bought the decks because the decks are pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Doctor Who fan? Hell yeah. Yep. Lord of the Rings fan? I'm novice fan. Yep. So that's where you get the twenty five extra mm-hmm. percent ish. I never really got into Fallout, and what I'm getting at here is each of these collaborations either bring in new fans, make current fans more excited. Yep. So them bringing this, in something like Marvel. This, this this is not what I'm getting at. It's just the fact that you're put, a company's putting out new product that they want everyone to buy each month. Yeah, but they, they are reducing the draft boosters and the set boosters and doing the play boosters, Danny. Okay, killing draft. As people are saying. No, these are going to be their draftable packs, okay? With one less card. Yeah, but then you have the chance at super awesome Oh, cards. my God. <laughs> no, Hasbro's is killing me. Hey, who hasn't been here in a while? I wanted to piss Danny off today. Me? Just me? <laughs> oh, it's me. I had this conversation with Rob's last week. <laughs> with that, yeah, this, this. yeah, but we can't prove it. So here we are having it again. <laughs> Twilight Zone, all over again. So, so to, to, to backtrack here, what that, that first statement from Danny was about is that it was announced the other week yep. that Marvel, the superhero franchise, Iron Man, Captain America, and stuff which like that. Which is owned by Disney. Which, which is owned by Disney. Uh, they're doing... <laughs> A crossover with Magic the Gathering. They're now going to be uh, no no further details other than this announcement, the video here of like what this means. They say flag. Uh, they said flagship or uh, signpost. No, one thing to indicate that this is supposed to be a set that has like the whole kit and caboodle, uh, collector boosters, commander decks, and uh, the, the 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 booster set itself. The play boosters. Yeah, the play boosters. So. That's what it's going to be. It's going to have all the products here of of what we don't know. We can speculate. Captain America is going to be draft in big... boosters. No play boosters. Fat packs. No bundle packs. Okay, I'm sorry. 
Anyway. The, the whole thing that popped into my head right there after I did the Mickey thing is South Park. Oh, you're going to get out there and make those little girls John's tinkle. <laughs> And oh then boy. all of a sudden, then they did the cock magic episode. Son of a uh, bitch, bring Mickey back for cock magic part two. If, oh, my God. Cock, cock magic was funny. I watched it just because, you know, magic player. It's enough so. cocks. Let's move on. So, yes, that's the thing. Uh, we can speculate oh, that oh. Captain America is going to be in there because the video oh. for it, the teaser video, had a, had a kid, you know, playing with a Captain America shield. And stuff. Well, he's also a part of the Marvel Trinity. So go into detail about that. Uh, so the DC Trinity is Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman. Pause. Talk directly into the mic. Now that's inside. Thank you. The DC oh. Trinity is Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. The Marvel Trinity is Captain America, Thor, Iron Man. So yeah, they're they're going to have one of their main characters in for a supplemental product. Yeah. Um, people, so people have been speculating specifically of like what we're going to be seeing in this set. And one of the speculations is like, this is going to be like the comic book, not like Marvel Cinematic Universe. We're not getting that shit in here. It's going to be the comic book uh, stories that are going to be making into the cards. Again, that's speculation. We don't know. That's just a thing through the grapevine that people are speaking about. We got uh, Casey saying wizards must have the highest profit margin on secret layers. They sell four cards for thirty or forty bucks. I think they did fifty-two different ones this past year. And uh, Casey's asking, not the Hulk for the Trinity? Yeah, the, uh, that's Haylock behind you. Oh, sorry, sorry, Haylock behind you. Yeah, no, Hulk is not not a part of the Marvel Trinity. And now Danny's looking it up just to fact check me. Yep. Yeah, so it is Captain Iron Man and Thor. Okay. Don't fucking question my nerd cred. I never did. I you, was were qu- just... you questioned it by Googling hey, hey, that we're, shit. We're fact-checking here. Fact-checking is good. We're Can a news we... source, bro, not opinion-based. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> Fuck Hasbro. <laughs> lies. All of them are lies. Fake news. 100%. Danny doesn't know what he's talking about. He's the biggest blue fan in the world. Mm-hmm. His collection of blue cards is not small. It's not teeny. It's huge. He okay, can, he can it's hold a whole deck in his okay, hand. Okay, that's that's enough of that person. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, children. <laughs> So, yeah, we don't know uh, other information, but people are hyped. People are skeptical, ranging from everywhere there. So. Honestly, if anything, this is foretelling that Disney's buying Hasbro soon. <laughs> that, was, that was another thing that people were saying is like... Yeah, goodbye magic then. Well, so first off, Disney has a deal with Hasbro. Yeah. Hasbro is the official toy makers of the uh, the Marvel the Marvel toys and of Star Wars. And yep. because of this, it's like, well, how are we how soon are we going to be getting like a Star Wars set now? Because that doesn't seem too far out. You know, that whole opera in space that's coming in 2025. That shit won't work ever. An opera in space? Fuck that. So there were some people saying uh, online that and like Reddit and stuff, they were like, are we going to get the Star Wars? Like, is the plan to have Star Wars set out by that to correspond there? You know, because that well, would be honestly, it it we they've proven that they can do things like Doctor Who and work within universe and plenty of other universes. Like hell, even just thinking about some of the secret layer cards, like 
Stranger Things or Street Fighter or even fucking The Walking Dead. The the, the big thing that really just screams out to, to me and, and to a bunch of other people as well is that, you know, these crossovers can be looked at more of a testament as a to, to the game engine of Magic the Gathering first. Like, that's what's getting done here. And I think that yeah. was one thing that was brought up on last week's episode that is lost to the ether of where, you know, you got uh, Unreal Engine is, like, the base for a bunch of different video games that people use. It's like, hey, here's all these models and stuff that we pull from with Unreal Engine, and we make our own game. So many games are made with that. Is Magic the Gathering going to be that paper-based system now? Is that, like, the aim, the goal kind of a thing? I don't know if it's been said on any investor calls the investor calls are really boring and i just read the highlights at some point maybe i'll go into there <laughs> when i get time and stuff right. but it's like if, if that was ever mentioned at some point that i know i do know mark rosewater has talked about the magic gaming system as a whole uh in his drive to work podcast those enjoyable because it's coming straight from his mouth you mean stuff. you mean like the buffet of magic the buffet of magic the buffet How of magic many- like how far out since we originally talked about that one are we will, at? will we get from to the point of we reference it at least a couple of times a year I, mainly because Danny puts up a bitch fit about something I mean yeah the, the whole buffet thing <laughs> is not even faced if 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 I don't know honestly the buffet thing like it really fits with magic everything that's it really happening. does and you think about like one you think since COVID, like, honestly, buffets are kind of fucking dying out, man. You know what's it's crazy? fucking weird. But what I was getting going to get out there is, like, you think of, like, the Golden Crow where they'd have, hey, it's Western night, and they'd have a more Western menu, and it's like, fuck, that's secret layers or some of these universes beyond shit. Like, they're not around all the time, and they're a special promotion. Fuck, yep, mm-hmm, makes sense. Yeah, uh, you know it's crazy I just listened to uh, there was a Planet Money episode Casey if you're still in the chat shout out to NPR Uh, Planet Money just dropped an episode talking about how a buffet uh, is an indicator it can be an indicator for economic uh, structures and stuff for it you know like yeah uh, Nightbot's telling us to get back on topic so we should probably jump over the conjured currency okay before we're finishing off with a, a a comment from Casey here. Hasbro, happy to now be a part of one of America's seven companies. Yep, pretty much. Put a pin in that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move to the final segment of the podcast, the weekly winner's game. In this game, one of us did not read the detailed and informational and informative article of weekly winners from the website that does all the magic finance things, MTG Stocks. And we will be quizzing on why the cards mentioned have moved up and are trending in price. So, as a reminder, the weekly winner's article talks about three to four cards moving up in price and three to four cards moving down in price. And because Matt doesn't read the article anymore and he assumes that because I haven't been here for a while, I don't read the articles at all. I did. I did assume that at the start of this before we started recording. I was like, ah, Garrett's going to be playing. So wait, did you read the article then? I did not read the article. Oh, okay. So, cool. Here we go. The first card up is Questing Druid, and this is from Wildsville Drain. It is currently sitting at, or it went up 371%, sitting at $12.99 as of Friday. 
Now, as of today, the average price, which is what people are trying to sell it for, is $9.65. And the market price, which is what people are trying to buy it for, is sitting at $8.54. Foils, $12. And the European average, €2.91. Okay. And let's see. All-time low of this card is $0.79. Cents. All-time high, $14.89. There are three copies. So you got the pre-release. you got the promo version with the Planeswalker stamp. And then you've got the uh, special um, special treatment, the Eldraine treatment of the, the card. storybook frame. Start. Thank you. I was yep. lack of words was hitting me hard. I got you, boo. So, for that price, what you can get for yourself is the following: a card that is legal in everything except for Popper, a human druid for one green and one colorless. Whenever you and this is the this is the creature side text, okay? Whenever you cast a card that's white, blue, black, or red, put a 1-1 one, one counter on it, or on questing druid. Now, the adventure side is an instant for one and a red. Exile the top two cards of your library until the next, your next end step, you can play these cards. Okay? So, Matt, can you name that format... I do know that this is a multi-format one. That... Name the one format that is mostly mentioned. Ah, fucking Christ. It's between... I know it gets talked about a lot in Legacy. Everything that I've been reading. Ah. So it's like Legacy, Modern, and Pioneer. I got to choose one. Like, Do I not get full points for just saying it's nope. all? Nope. nope. Well, fine. I'm going to put my laurels into Legacy then because I know that one's a big one. Suck it, nerd. Modern. Teamer Adventures is the main deck that it was mentioned in, and it did very well finishing in 21st place in a major modern tournament in Sofia last weekend. I do know that uh, Merktide decks are just splashing green, like barely green. Enough to play this. Just yep. to get the creature half of this. Right. All right, so number two, and fun fact for you, you're running on a four-card thing this week. Okay? Oh, boy. Four cards. So... Their name is Death. This comes out of so fucking metal. The, this comes out of the Warhammer 40k decks. As of Friday, it went up 93%, sitting at four dollars and eighty-one cents. Average price sitting at five dollars eighty-one cents, and market sitting at five dollars ninety-three cents. There is just the surge foil printing of this, which is sitting at nine dollars and eighty-nine cents. Now, for three colorless and three black. You get a sorcery spell that says, destroy all non-artifact creatures. Now, because this one could be a pretty self-explanatory card, if you say, Commander, you need to give me an idea of a commander that is making it go up. So even before, with my so, description about the, 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 the multi-formats, that didn't count for the point, but here I have to. Well, because the first card comes from a standard legal set. Yes. Where this came out of a commander product, so it's really only legal in three formats. Yeah. Yeah, and pretty much Questing Druid just has... Questing Druid's legal in seven out of eight formats. Okay, so I'm going to (laughs) guess commander. And the reason behind it is my guess is there's two options in my head right now. There is the artifact Daleks and uh, Cybermen. 
Like there's a deck out there with that that want to keep those guys alive. Uh-huh. So it's going to be that or uh-huh. people are hyping up for the Fallout, which has all the junk tokens and shit like that. Which one is it? Where are you going? Oh, I gotta, both of those. You gotta, you gotta narrow it down to one. Oh my fucking! That's God. the whole no. point of this game. Before it was one, a, before it was one. a format. Before I just had to guess a format. And yeah, the, but you got the, too good well, at that. You got too good. You <sighs> scored three, two out of three, or three out of fours. I'm gonna say that players are being uppity and getting prepared for Fallout. I'm gonna fucking say Fallout, and if it is because of Cyberman, I am flipping tables. So it's not because of Cyberman. <sighs> okay, is it the Daleks then? Yeah, it's, well, it's, well, it's because all three. It, it's all three. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. House, Dalek, and Cyberman. Well, the the the, the, the the Dalek and the Cybermen are in one deck. Well, I got it all right on the head. It was a no lose, but yeah. Fuck. Oh my god! <laughs> fuck you all. <laughs> Considering people can only play it in one of those decks right now, you lost. But yes, they do mention that people are starting to buy buy this card because of the Mr. House C president and CEO deck that's coming with Fallout, which is a, a Mardu deck. Uh, but they do talk about Dar- Darvos, Dala Creator, and the Cybermen Squadron deck. Um, oh, out of fucking getting each one of them right, and you're just yanking my chain, you motherfuckers. Fuck yeah, buddy. <laughs> that's why I'm here. Um, so... Most mostly they are buying it because of right now, um, the current deck that they can play it in. But they're also buying it in Antissa. Moving on to the next one, we've got Cyber Conversion, which went up fifty four percent, sitting at eight dollars and ninety or sixty nine cents. Giggity, giggity. Um, Ooh, yeah. as of Friday. <laughs> Now, average price as of today, Monday, is $7.21. Market price is $6.34. Foils mm-hmm. of this one, $8.21. European average, oh. €3.99. Now, this one does have a few other printings. Uh, the first being the uh, borderless. The second, I believe, just being... Oh, the second one being the regular border surge foil, and then the next one being the borderless surge foil. Okay. Extended okay. art. Get it right. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Fucking so, know your cards, Garrett. Okay. So I just know I, your styles. I want to point this out real quick. Okay. What are we pointing out? I, I want to point out. So I clicked on the card information. There's no, no information, there's no text. Yeah. Okay? So it's also not legal in any format. <laughs> Because yeah. it's not printed. Uh, no, it, MTG stocks are a little slow sometimes yeah. on the upkeep. There, I just, so. I just wanted to laugh a little bit. Okay, Co- so it's come on, this card. This card is not legal in any format. Okay, no way. <laughs> but it's going up in price. What? No, it is legal. It is legal in Legacy, Vintage, and Commander. Okay, lies. <clears throat> so for two blue, Danny's favorite color on today's episode. Sometimes. You get an instant that says turn target creature face down. It's a 2-2 Cyberman artifact creature. <gasps> Gasp. 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 Now, good sir. Yes. It's can, not Commander Matt. Can you tell me? You're fucking with me. Can you tell me? You'll never know. I'll know in a Why <laughs> this card is moving up in price. Okay, so I'm going to start off. Commander is a big one, and I know that for a fact because people it's online standard. Is, 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 
is calling this the quote-unquote best blue removal spell in Commander. Go on. For players to use. Okay. But with Danny's comment, he got me thinking about Legacy. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Legacy is that big. Like, Legacy wants to blue flip a creature down kind of a thing. Like, okay. What are you doing? Like, you're flipping a Merit Lage is the thing that comes to the top of my head, but then you sure. just rather path to exile. I'm going to go Commander and just say it's because generically it's a good blue Commander removal spell. You sure about that? Locking in. Locking in? Locking Problematic. In. Oh, look at that shit. Well, I was really hoping for a... F- Oh, and four for him. Yeah, got it right. They're Suck mainly, it. They're Suck mainly, it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mainly talking about how this is a newer um, blue removal card. So um, there you go. Yeah, that's. It's, Don't play blue hay. Play blue love. <laughs> play blue hugs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the I have fourth, a deck for you. <laughs> the fourth card <laughs> of, of mm-hmm. the evening is Gonti's Aether Heart. It went up 150%, sitting at $5.87. All that energy. Cents. So much energy. Average price, $5.47. Market price, $4.68. And foils are $16.99. So heavy, Junior. I was going to say blue ball. European average is €2.97. Uh, there is a pre-release version of this card, which is sitting at $21.97. All-time low for this card is $0.66. Cents. All-time high is $11.96. Okay. Okay. So, for six colorless mana, you get a legendary artifact that in- reads, when it or another artifact enters the battlefield under your control, you get two energy counters. Pay... Uh, one, two, three, four, I think it's eight. 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 eight energies and exile it. Take an extra turn after this one. Now, Matt, can you name that format? Do I have to be specific? Because I'm ready to be yes. specific with this one. Yeah, be specific. Okay, it's Commander and getting right. ready for the Fallout decks because the one that has the energy there, the Doggos. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Locking in. Yep. Man, you were going so strong. And I still am going strong, baby. Check me. So Check me. Fucking strong. It's actually because of Dr. Madison Lee. It's from Fallout. Yeah, but you were wrong. You said it was because of the doggos. The doggos in the deck. <laughs> <laughs> the doggos in that deck. Oh yes, God. Matt, you're right. You're right. You finally got two out of Two out of four right I here. would argue I should have got the first fucking nope, one, too. You dude, fucked you up bastards. on that one, buddy. You fucked up hard on that one. Wait, how did I fuck up on the second one? What was the second one again? Oh, we're on no, the... No, you, you fucked up on the second one. You're saying I cheated you on the second one when I didn't. No, you cheated me on the first one. No, you cheated yourself on the first one. Oh, my God. No, because I got the second one. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Because I, 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 I no. you cheat. Okay, so you cheated me on the second one. <laughs> no, you got it wrong. Anyways, anyways, why? Let's, let's keep going here with the the Gonti's Aether Heart. That's it. Oh. You got it right. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say here as well. Energy is gonna be a big thing. I think Aetherworks Marvel is moving up in price, so keep an eye out on cards like that. Also, like Rogue Refiner is another option. All right, you got the article up. Get the cheap pickups, unless Danny wants to do it. Danny. No, I'm not talking. Okay. Beautiful. Altar of Dementia 
five bucks moving up as always this has been identified through mtg premium penny stock feature of there so alter of dementia great card uh timeless lotus twelve twenty five moving down danny that was one that you jumped in on pretty early on right I didn't, is, I didn't buy it i just thought it was a good card yeah you were hyped on that did you trade me did i trade you one like i had one no no okay i don't have one. Oh. Uh, so twelve twenty five and moving down, Urza, Lord High Artificer, oh, eight seventy six, so slowly moving down. Arguably though, because like this one had like five extra printings in the last yeah, like, oh, shit. year. So you got you got a lot. Dom remastered, different versions. The old border, which is ten bucks. Wow. Retro frame is ten bucks. Borderless is ten bucks. Just, just under eleven. Uh, the most expensive one. The most expensive one is the uh, Modern Horizons 2 retro frame. And then get into the foils. That's when it also gets super pricey. But, yes, the Commander Masters printing specifically of Urza Lord High Artificer, $7.30. There you go. That's your weekly winners there. So, uh, Matt, hypothetically, new uh, Universes Beyond sets come out, and I want to see if certain cards are maybe moving up and down in price because I see a deck is very energy-themed. Is there some kind of resource I could use to help me see if cards are moving up or down in price? There is indeed. Oh, I'm so excited to hear about it. Just like you getting energy, you can get notified. We're not playing Pokemon. (laughs) Uh, Energy's a part of Magic now, sir. It's been a part since Kaladesh. Suck it, nerd. Who played that set? We all? Gay. Don't you have an Aether Flux Reservoir in one of your decks? Yeah, I do. <laughs> so shut it. <laughs> anyway, Matt, continue to, with your energy speak. Yeah, so uh, like collecting energy in Kaladesh, you can collect these cars by using a site called TCG Sniper. Oh, sick. Yeah, they are a price tracking website that you enter in a card or product. You can product, do, you say? Yeah. What you do you mean put, by what do you mean by product? You can put in booster packs or like oh, well, fat packs. What about fat packs? Put, do they have fat packs? They do have fat packs. What about and pl- draft boosters? What about play boosters? Not no play boosters. boosters. Yeah, no Aww. play boosters yet. They ain't coming out till Karlov Manor in February. Oh. So uh, you can you can enter in all that stuff through TCG Sniper. You get no. They send out notifications via Discord, email, text of when a card or product that you have submitted hits whatever price point you want. So these energy cards, you want an Aetherflux Reservoir, you know it's going to be going up. Or uh, Aetherworks Marvel, that's the one with the energy. Aetherworks yep. Marvel, you, you know that's going to be moving up in price. You want to get notified to sell Word. when everybody else is. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can do that with TCG Sniper. They're great there. Fuck yeah. So, so wait, does this kind of membership cost anything? It's completely free. You just go there, sign up. It's free. Well, how many cards and or products could I put on a list for this free version? 50. 15. Is it 15? Damn it. 15. You can get 15. Oh, 15. Okay. But what what if I have more than 15 that I want on a list? Say I'm building multiple commander decks all at the same time, and I need to see if cards are moving up or down in price. Well, you can you can just cycle through whatever and stuff. No. Now you could just like, okay. keep it on that 15 there, or oh, you can or. check out this you can check out this cool feature that's happening right now. Uh, well, it has been happening for a while. Uh, TCG Sniper. If you go up, uh, make an account yeah. and mention that the guys at this week in MTG okay. sent you. 
you get three months free of their plus program, oh, which gets you unlimited cards to enter. Unlimited goodness. Yeah. It's worth checking out. Highly recommend. Uh, but just alone on the free account, too, it's still pretty fucking good. Hell yeah. Danny, anything to say about the TCG sniper bit? Uh, Do we have a live update of your one graded card? I haven't checked my graded card for a long time. Oh, well then. Okay. Matt, get to the ending. There we go. Now, do you, any of you guys have anything else you want to put at the end of this episode before we hit that outro? Fuck no, brother. I'm glad to be back full time now. I'm just glad Matt actually hit record with audio. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's always a benefit, too. Thank you to all you legendary magic folk. Shut up, man. Oh. Thank you to all you spooky magic folk for That's making better. it to the end of the horror cast that is this week in oh, MTG. This was a horror. Episode 207, part two. <laughs> we gotta thank the greasiest, the grave crawliest patrons of the podcast that support Gucic. If, if you want to support us and make our coffin look prettier <laughs> or something, do that. Uh... <laughs> the fact that he's not reading from a script and he's coming up with these is even better too. Yeah, I just off the top, to I just out. yeah. Towards the end there, I realized it's like, oh, I missed out on the intro that I could. You did. I, I fucking had some things I missed out on. So, uh, just like Gissa and Garolf were together listening to a podcast, bringing up dead bodies of last week's episode. That's lost. It's dead. Matt, I'm gonna lock you away like they did Nicol Bolas in the podcast already. <laughs> Until next time, may your mana be plentiful and your draws ever favorable. Keep gathering those magical, horrifying moments. Thanks, Matt. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much! Both of those? You gotta you gotta narrow it down to one. Oh my fucking That's god. That's the whole no. point of this game. Before it was one. A, before it was one. a format. Before I just had to guess a format. And yeah, a, but you got too good one. at that. You got too good.